Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. Find your funny this week with a $20 improv drop-in class at the Second City Training Center in Chicago. Your first drop-in is on us. Use the code TESTDRIVE for a free improv drop-in any Sunday at 7 p.m. For more information, go to secondcity.com backslash TC or call 312-664-3959 to register. Go learn how to be better at talking. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is Friendshipping. And the theme this week is... Honesty in friendships. Sharing. Maybe not sharing. And dropping acid. Friendship between humans has many benefits. But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Hi, Jen. Hello. Hi, how, how are you? I feel like I haven't seen you in a thousand years. I feel like I've lived a thousand years in this past 36 hours. Are you going to tell us about it? Yes, I am. Uh, to, to the chagrin of anybody who experiences uh, uh, extreme reactions to tales of body horror. And bugs. And bugs. <laughs> Maybe skip a couple minutes in. Jen. It's not going to be that gross. Everything, is it not? everything you've told, it's only gross to you because you have to live it. Hearing about it isn't that bad. So my apartment is infested with fleas in such a way that, so, okay, this is what happened. I'm just going to go, I'm just going to tell just you. Just do it. So I had a foster cat uh, the last time the weather was warm in Chicago, like six months ago. And uh, apparently one of the fleas that was on her, perhaps one, I don't know. Maybe several. Perhaps a whole little friendship gang. Or perhaps a community of fleas. Maybe a little podcast network of fleas. It is a lot of them. Uh, laid eggs in my closet. Ah. So I went to go in to get my spring clothes because it was warm and I wanted to wear a shorts, short pants. And I uh, opened the bag and boom. And what did you see? Uh, uh, just a lot of whole, a whole little, little bunch of little sesame seed buddies that want to eat me up. A bunch of fleas at having a concert, a Rage Against the Machine concert. They were <sighs> raging against the machine in your clothes. The problem here is, Jen, that not only do I have fleas, but I also have a condition that I like to call Bella Swan syndrome. Which means that my <laughs> my blood is extremely delicious to parasites. So I will go out for like a walk and I'll get all eaten up by mosquitoes and like maybe nobody else in the group will. Fleas prefer to cats generally. But when I took my cats to the vet, they had no fleas on them. Wait, what the fuck, Trin? I got bit 17 times. But what? But they didn't even touch my cats. And they're definitely fleas. They are 100% fleas. I, it's one of the things that you should do if you suspect that you have bed bugs. I thought it was bed bugs because right. I'd gotten eaten up. Right. And I had a visitor who did not get eaten up. <laughs> but you're delicious. But I'm, I'm delicious. I, I think that it's because cause I'm vegan, so I'm like grass-fed beef. <laughs> grass-fed, grass-fed trend. Yeah. And so like— All-natural, grass-fed, gluten-free trend. Like vampires would—so would, would so I have a thing about vampires, as you know. That I have yeah, to, that you believe in them? Or? So, so somewhere in the back of my subconscious, I believe that there are vampires, but only right before I fall asleep. So I always have to cover my neck because I'm afraid. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you something. Fleas, they want your legs. Ah, yeah, they do. Yeah, they sure do. They want to chomp, 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 chomp. So I've been groggy on Benadryl and just coating myself in hydrocortisone for a very long time. Stayed awake for 36 hours. I am telling you the story, fair listeners, because of one reason only. 
because I've talked about steam mopping on this podcast before. I've mentioned that I own three different vacuums. I own an upholstery cleaner because that's the kind of nerd I am. But you know what? When an organism's entire life and existence is to find something to feed upon, it doesn't matter what you do. Some, it can happen to anyone. It can happen to anyone. So this is not to terrify you, which maybe it should. I feel scared straight. But this is to tell you, like, okay, I, I felt very gross, you know, for a while. I know. But you know what? You don't look gross at all. Thank you, Jen. Jen, I feel so gross all the time and itchy. You know when your body's so itchy and, like, you feel so gross in your body that it feels like your brain is actually separate from your body and you're just forced inside of this container? I get that when I'm sick, like when I have a fever or a cold. I'm like, my body is not my own. Yeah. But I'm feeling terrible, Jen. Do you have any questions about the fleas? Did I name some of the fleas? I did. I killed them, but I named them first. What names? Harold. Harold of Destruction, because it was like the first one I saw. Not great. More names? Uh, most of them are called Harold. Oh, got it. So they have like a little Harold team? Yeah. Get it? Second City? I'm mad. Improv? I'm picturing, this is what I'm picturing. I'm picturing little fleas wearing top hats, holding canes, and wearing shiny shoes, and doing a little soft shoe dance. You know what? And they go, do a little soft shoe, do a little soft shoe. And the truck goes by and goes, die, motherfuckers. (laughs) It's mostly I suck them up with my hand back. Um, (sighs) Die, motherfuckers. (laughs) But so, um, but other than the waking nightmare, um, things have been pretty okay. Other than everything being terrible, things are okay. Like it's fine, you know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna live. Um, but I, I did not get any new bites yesterday, and most of the that's probably because I've been sleeping in bug spray. Oh God, I bet you love that smell. I've been deeding myself every night. Uh, Jen, how are you? Oh, you know, I also have fleas. No, you don't. No, I don't. But <laughs> incorrect. <laughs> what, what if it, this entire time I was like, it's so funny you say that. I also have fleas. <laughs> Wait, what the fuck? I, we were talking about this all week. You're only telling me now. You know, it's it's a shame that your cats didn't tell you. I, I well, they didn't know because none of the fleas I think, think they taste good. I think good. Duggo knew. Duggo was the worst. I think he was like, this will be funny later. Oh, I love my Duggo. Oh, Duggo. Okay, so everybody knows I have two cats. One of them is an orange disaster. Apparently, he suddenly got really fat. And because I brought him into the vet like six months ago just for his regular checkup. And guess how much weight he has gained? 69 pounds. Two and a half pounds, which is a lot for a cat in six months. Wow. You know, everyone has a little extra padding in the winter. Yeah, but so I know that the problem is that, uh, so I got a whole bunch of treats, and I just kind of give him a treat every time he's handsome. Oh, boy. Which is always. Oh, Lordy. He's my little gentleman. Yeah. He's your little orange boy. I love him. But uh, yeah, no, he needs to it's have got a little little Tommy. I love it. I, little, little, I just want to wrap got a little tummy. paunch. Yeah, but like I um, I'm worried about his joints. So we're gonna he's going on a diet and he's very upset. About yeah, it. he's gonna be really mad about that. So I have an angry cat, and then hundreds of new pets. Yeah, look at it that way. You've got you're such an animal lover, Trin. They just can't stay away. Like I, you know what? You're right. This is all just part of like the menagerie that I live with. Is my two cats, my many plants, and then my hundreds and hundreds of six legged new friends named Harold. Harolds. This is terrible. I didn't need to tell you all of this. I and, enjoyed it. And uh, sticking to that theme of not telling your friends everything or honesty. Uh, what's question one, Jen? Here we go. Recently, I was talking to one of my friends about trying acid. Content warning, drug use. 
This friend has had good experiences with it, and I expressed an interest in trying it myself. One of my best friends got really upset that I was talking about this so casually because she has a family member who basically ruined his life because of drugs and alcohol. I was surprised by her visceral reaction, but I do understand where she's coming from. It's definitely a trigger for her. On the other hand, I felt like she was very judgmental. She did say that I should do what I want in my life, but also told me that I shouldn't need drugs to feel alive and that I could travel or do other things instead like she has. I have a problem with this because it sounds very contradictory to me. I do understand where she's coming from, but I don't feel like she has any right to police my decisions or project her own problems onto them. I feel like her intense family experiences will overshadow any reasoning I may try to share for why I'm interested in trying acid. I do smoke weed, but other than that, I've never tried any illegal drugs. I'm also not young, and I feel like I would be able to handle trying acid in a responsible way. Is this worth another conversation, or should I avoid talking to her about this kind of thing? I don't want to upset her, but I also know she would want me to tell her about my experiences since we are very close. I'm not even completely sure if I want to try acid, but I want to be considerate no matter what my decision is. She, her pronouns. Goodness. Well, I mean, I'm a dare role model, so I'm also offended. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I forgot that you were. Drug abuse resistance education. (laughs) (laughs) You're so cute, and I'm so happy to see you after having such a shitty few days. She did a little like dance. It was like she was a cheerleader for the police. It was very. Which I would never be. But in this case, drug abuse resistance. I don't know. I just made it up. She's like she's like punching on every letter, like it's like <laughs> a, like aerobics. Um, okay, so first of all, let's let's talk about your friend's reaction to you doing drugs. You said that. Uh, oh, and and even before we get into this, we're not gonna judge. All right, we're not here to tell you what chemicals to put inside of your body just or where. do it responsibly. Yeah. Any cops listening? Don't do drugs. Okay, cops, close your ears. Do whatever you want. <laughs> like, it's your body, and we're not going to tell you what to do with it. Like, as long as you are not hurting somebody else, putting somebody else in danger, or there is a lot to be said for contributing to the, the economy of drugs. Like, there's a lot to be said about that. But that's research that you can do on your own, buddy. So I think the first, the first part of this is the friend's reaction. You said that she was judgmental and policing. From the context of your question, this is the first time you've talked to your friend. But bear in mind that she is reacting in this way because she is triggered, not because what you are doing is wrong. Yeah, she's coming from a very sensitive and vulnerable vulnerable place, which is why she's basically misspeaking. Yeah, I, I, I genuinely—so she has a, a place of real hurt and a, and a history of this being a hurtful part of her life. So you did not know this, but you triggered her when you mentioned doing drugs. Now— We need to not do that again. You learned something very valuable about your friendship, which is she's triggered by this. Let's not do it again. So here's the thing. Let's say that her parents died in a skiing accident. Okay, skiing is is unreasonably dangerous for how many people do it. I mean, like Sonny Bono died that way. Uh, Liam Neeson's wife died skiing. Like lots of people die skiing. Okay, so let's say that you wanted to go skiing because it was just an experience you wanted to have and you mentioned it to her and she'd be like, are you kidding me? Like you can go traveling. You can do something else. Like, why would you want to go skiing? Okay, keep in mind, if you want to go skiing, go skiing. But if your friend's parents died skiing, don't tell her you're going to Aspen. Yeah. Don't bring it up. And if you bring it up, be really sensitive about it. Yeah. And I I get that you think that your friend wants to know about your... Why? Why do you think that? 
Yeah, I yeah. You said she wants. She to would know. want me to tell her about my experiences since we are very close. No. I mean, you're not going to be lying. You're going to be omitting. There's plenty of things that she doesn't know about you. Does she know what kind of pornography you like to masturbate to? Do, or do you omit that? <laughs> <laughs> does she uh, Does she know uh, your grades in geometry in sophomore year of high school? Does she know your SAT score or yeah. your ACT score? I did really good on the ACT. I did too. I did really poorly in the SAT. I didn't take the SAT because I felt like I had no future. <laughs> I know. And right? here you are and with I, no future. None. When I look at Trin, all I think is now there's someone with no future. But this also goes to show that you can be a very depressed teenager and turn out to be an extremely weird, flea-bitten adult. <laughs> so um, don't give up, kids. <laughs> but I, So I like this skiing analogy a lot because, fuck, you can go skiing. I would not recommend you go skiing, to be honest. I find it dangerous. Yeah, I'm not allowed to ski. Self-imposed rule. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do it. And, like, if I were to go skiing, I would do a lot of research on how to ski safely. I'd look up equipment. I would find somebody else who has skied before. I would figure out the best place to ski. I would have someone there with me in case things went wrong. Yeah. I would have somebody who (laughs) could look at my skis and make sure there's nothing wrong with my skis. I would buy skis from someone I trusted. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You're making this silly, but I would would go. Oh, this is a great analogy. No, no. But what I was going to say is that, like, I was about to get real down with skiing. Like, you need to get sweaters you need to get hand guards <laughs> like <laughs> i i am far more frightened of skiing than i am of drug use I i'm think. scared of everything yeah, so i understand that yeah. yeah i am probably as scared of skiing as i am of acid um i and like okay listen <laughs> i'm gonna bring i'm just gonna throw this out there uh but if you considered shrooms instead of acid I, I understand that they're slightly safer don't you should google that have you considered surfing instead of skiing <laughs> Yeah, I'm being I'm being a dick. You can put acid in your you can put acid all over your body and we would have nothing to say about it. She doesn't get to choose what risky decisions you make, whether it is something legal like skydiving or something illegal like what's illegal but fun? Pissing on a cop car? (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with us? Wait, wait, what's illegal but fun? Jumping off your roof into a pool. (laughs) I don't think it's illegal. There's so many things that are illegal but fun. I know that that's true, but we're just drinking so... on the public transportation. That I that is something I've gotten in trouble for before. I just think that we, you know, what I was about to say. I think we're both such squares that like we just can't and think of anything. Some, yeah, I mean, but you got tr- in trouble for drinking on public transit, which means that you're a badass. Uh, yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> And I was a damn role model, so... We strongly advocate for drinking on public transit. Okay, so you have like a rich and full life of different experiences. Skiing, surfing, shrooms, (laughs) looking for shrooms, not taking shrooms. Foraging for shrooms. Foraging for mushrooms. In the forest. It's impossible (laughs) to expect your friend to be involved in every single time you want to go foraging for shrooms and onions. Yes. You got to do the foraging on your own time. Yeah. You don't need to provide a reason either. I'm sorry. I'm so Stop off. giggling. I'm giggling because I'm so off today because I'm just so itchy. I'm very sweaty. Ugh. I got a nice sweaty thing going on. So this person says like, okay, I don't want to upset her, but I also know she would want me to tell her about experiences. I don't know if that's true. Are you sure she wants to know? 
She Did might, she say she wants you if to she tell? she asks, I think you can proceed with caution and be like, yeah, I did do this thing. I would, I can talk to you about it, but just so you know, this happened and you're... <sighs> you know, to tell you the truth, Jen, so I, I'm, I'm a little skeptical. Yeah. Because I feel like that's a trap. I feel like... Hell yeah, it is. I feel like it's like when your parents are like, if you want to have sex, just come talk to us first. But what they really want is for you to like come to them to talk to, about sex and then they'll be like, don't do it. You know, that's what I think is happening here is that the friend is like, oh, yeah, please talk to me about it. But she's going to say, don't do it. And you were dumb for doing well, it. You, my important note was you you only answered after you've done it. Yes. Yeah. Like if she brings it up after you've done it and you want to be honest and say, yes, I did do this thing. I think that's OK. I still don't think you should even like. And, and I, I wow. Are we disagreeing? The thing is, I don't know what I would do. I'm, yeah. I am definitely the loser in this scenario. I'd be the one that's like, are you sure you want to do that? Are you sure? I'm worried. Have fun, but you know, be safe. So I don't know. My, I'm, not, I'm not cool enough to do drugs, Trin. <laughs> I just feel like she was triggered when you brought this up and that talking about it again is unnecessarily re-triggering her. Like, what is necessary about talking to her about your experience going skiing, you know? Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't think you should bring it up, but I'm saying I feel like your friend is going to ask. So if you don't, if you, in turn, you think it's unwise to be honest. I do. To, I okay, actually do. Okay. So but, well, what should you say instead? So I think that this is another one of those, the asker is going to know better totally, than us. Totally. Um, I, so she's like, oh, did you do acid? And you already did. And you'd say, fuck yeah, I did. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> Um, I, I don't, I'm not sure. Um, I mean, I think there's a few ways you can go about it. Um, I think that you should ask her before you answer. Do you say, do you really want to talk about this? Do you want this to be a conversation? I love that. Yes. Or like, or will this be hurtful to you? Because, uh, and, and she may like discover from that response, like, oh, obviously like they, they did acid. But, but the thing is, is that I don't know that they realize how much it triggers and hurts them. And that's why they demanded more information. Yeah, I think you're right about that. And you can tell from the response when you brought it up that this is a deep layered problem for them. And that is that is OK. You will have friends who are triggered by things that you enjoy and then you just don't talk about it. Yeah, this is your not talking to drugs friend. Like, this could be something completely innocuous and totally legal. Like, there are people who, um, there's this amazing, I, I'm going to butcher this, and I'm kind of have to Google this so we can post a link to it. But there's this incredible comic about how um, the presence of scrambled eggs and breakfast foods triggers this, this person because she woke up in the morning after being assaulted and made breakfast for the person who assaulted her. And that's not to say that everybody who eats breakfast food is is terrible. It's just to say that people can be triggered by completely average everyday things. This is something that is not a completely average and everyday thing. You need to be very, very careful around her about this. This is why people need a few friends. Yes, Jen. Or a therapist. Yes, Jen. Or a safe place to discuss things because no one is everything to one person. Right. You need a skiing buddy. You need a skiing friend. And that's fine. Who will appreciate you without judgment yes and if you can't find a skiing friend then maybe don't go skiing right now yeah yeah, yeah. that's true you might not be ready to ski don't forget your knee pads <laughs> go remember to go on the bunny hills first i just want to reiterate like you're correct your friend does not have the right to police your decision on this so i would say don't give her the opportunity to police you on this yeah absolutely yeah man 
I really wish there was a simpler answer to this to just be like, eh, you know, she'll get over it. But she won't. Like, she has deep problems with this. Yeah, Trin, you're right. She won't get over it. It won't be something that's solved with a very honest conversation. This is not really solvable. Usually, Trin and I say, like, communicate. Yes. Say your needs, listen to their needs. But really, this is an unsolvable one. Yeah, like, I don't think she gets anything positive out of you talking to her about your drug use. That is so right, because nothing is going to feel more important than the death of this family member. Yes. Oh, my God. Absolutely, Jen. Yeah, so your, your like, interest in casually trying drugs is to her is a huge red flag and question mark. And, yeah. like, you can't solve that. Right. What so a bummer. that was fun. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> question two. Let's do it. My computer's broken, so Jen, could you read the second question? Yes, I can read the second question. Thank you, dear. One of the things I love is how affirming and positive you two are with each other. It's done in a way. We didn't write this, by the way. This is this. It sounds like I wrote in this email. I yeah, did it. yeah, it's just such a nice email yeah. to us, and it sounds like we're just like patting ourselves. I'm going to read the whole dang thing and not omit any compliments. Oh, do it. One of the things I love is how affirming and positive you are with each other. You know why I love that sentence, trade? Because it says one of the things I love about your podcast. Oh, because there's, there's more. so many. There's a list. Okay, I'm never going to get through this. Okay, <laughs> sentence two. It's done in a way that sounds like very natural to me. Every other affirmation that I've heard has always just sounded so forced and awkward to me. <laughs> why did I say that sentence like that? I'm putting the wrong emphasis on these sentences. Because you wanted it to sound forced and awkward. I am purred happily. And here is the next sentence, which is what I'm going to read now. Every other affirmation that I've heard has always just sounded so forced and awkward to me. <laughs> and if I try and say appreciation or affirmation, I feel so fake. I've always felt this way, so I don't really know if faking it till you're making it. <laughs> God damn it, I'm off today. No, you're doing amazing. I've always felt this way, so I don't really know if faking it till you make it is going to work. I've always been the one who's very snarky and can seem jaded from time to time. In reality, that's not far from the truth. It's the kind of response that's felt so natural for me. I think that sarcasm in itself isn't bad if I make sure to make it observational and not making a dig at people. One strategy I've tried to do not only in making things sound more natural, but also in actually trying to address conflict is thinking, how would Jen and Trin deal with this problem? We would fuck it up. <laughs> I feel like I'm rambling. The long story short is, how can I be affirming and positive without sounding forced and having imposter syndrome? Pronounce he, him. I am sorry I butchered the fuck out of your question, but I'm not going to redo it. No, don't do No, don't waste your time. The crux of the question is, how do I give compliments more naturally? So this is one of those situations where the way things are, the way that everybody has understood things go, is now about to change. So mm. everybody sees you as being this person who does not act this way. You are a, you have a, like a sense of irony, sarcasm in your in your voice. And they said jaded, jaded even mm-hmm. perhaps. Um, so I think that it's good to acknowledge that the change is happening. It, it can be as simple as, "Hey, I really mean this. I know that I don't usually sound like this, but I want you to know." Like, you did a really good job today, and I'm really happy to be around you. I love that. So, like, maybe every day you wear black because you're cool and goth, and then one day you wear pink. Yeah. And your friends are going to be like, whoa, look at you, fashionista. And you'd be like, yeah, I wanted to wear pink today. Acknowledging the change will make everyone more comfortable. Right. (laughs) I don't know why someone would be uncomfortable with you wearing pink. That would be rude of them. But same thing. I don't think people would be uncomfortable by you being sincere and kind. Right. It's just a a change. And I I, I really genuinely think that acknowledging that things are different is generally the way to go. Man, that is so important to people. It's amazing how that puts people at ease. Yeah. And they're like, oh, 
this is a change. It's not just me. Like, and there's a, there's a certain amount of sincerity in just saying, like, I'm wearing pink today. I don't really want to make it a conversation. It's just something that I'm doing right now. Yep. Absolutely. The, the line, I'm not, I don't want to make it a conversation is like my favorite thing to say to people. So great. People well, pretty universally understand like we're not talking about it. It lets everyone off the hook. Right. <laughs> I think one thing you could do is listen to how other people give compliments. Yes. I like doing that. I find it so interesting mm-hmm. because not every friendship gives compliments the same way. Like I have a couple of friends that whenever they see each other, they run up and hug. And I don't do that. Mm-mm. I don't do that. It's not my thing. But it's sweet and everyone involved loves it. So I would just like cue in and see how other people are doing it. By the way, you said you are jaded and sarcastic. And you know what Walt Whitman wisely said? That he contains multitudes. Yes. I love that. So do you. Like I am a pretty dark person in my own head. My noggin upstairs is dark and bad. Full of bones. But I have a feel-good show about friendshipping. Yeah. I know this must confuse the fuck out of people I went to high school with. (laughs) I know it does because I know they're like, wait, she's at Cards Against Humanity? She's quiet and weird. (laughs) I was quiet and I still am weird. (laughs) I often like wonder like if, uh, because as everybody knows, I don't really talk to people from high school. I always worry that they're going to listen to the show and be like, she's talking about friendship. She was a dick in high school. Oh, I know that happens for me. But, you know, that's kind of why we can do it is because we acknowledge Gross. we acknowledge that we've made all of these mistakes. And it's from our fuck upitude that we can speak with wisdom. But acknowledge the change. You can contain multitudes. I think that it's just, some just general advice for complimenting. Complimenting somebody insincerely is like faking a sneeze. It's, it'll never sound correct. It'll never sound good. Uh, so just make sure that you are saying something that is true and positive before you say anything. Except if it's one of those like reflexive. Like example, someone walks in wearing a really bright pink shirt. Yes. And you notice it and you glance at it and you catch the person's eye and you go, hey, I like your shirt. But really what you just did is notice the shirt. True. That's okay. That's okay, too. Because that is quick, short, in and out. You're not being like, wow, where did, you get, where did you get that? I love it. Like, don't do not do that. Is it a holiday? Yeah. <laughs> is this for Halloween? Yeah, don't blow smoke up people's asses. Because no. people know. Yeah. People know when that's happening. They super do. And, like, and also, like, uh, doing it sparingly at first. You know, test the water. Um, like, compliment your friend once and just see how the reaction goes. You know? That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do it too often. Yeah. Don't don't flip the switch. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there are lots of ways to show your friends you love them that don't involve, like, screaming at each other like Trin and I do. <laughs> yeah. Like, you showing up to your friend's terrible improv show or dog sitting for them or encouraging them as they, like, get a new job. Like, these are all ways you support and love your friends. It doesn't have to be what you hear Trin and I do because we have great chemistry, okay? Yeah. We just do. We damn sure do. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much on this episode, but we're, normally we, we're pretty in sync. <laughs> it's just so hot in this studio. And I want to go home. And I'm so itchy. And, and, I'm, and I'm hot. And I'm grumpy. I'm sweaty. And I'm tired. And just want to eat noodles. <laughs> You already did. They're right there. I want more noodles. Well, she wants more noodles, so we got to wrap up soon. Trin, what was the, wait, there's what more. else? What else we got going um, on here? I got, I got, I got some more. So one thing that I think that people sometimes mess up with compliments is make sure that you are saying something that the person wants to hear. 
Don't oh, don't give a compliment that. just because you want to be a person who gives compliments. Because you want to be heard. Yeah. 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 Don't be the complimenty person. I think that you are doing awesome by acknowledging that this is something you want in your life more. And I think that that's fantastic. Like spread some positivity. Uh, there are very few bad reasons to be positive, especially with people that you love. You don't have to go looking for something to compliment. Totally. Because that'll feel very unnatural. Yeah. I like what you said about that they are acknowledging themselves. And I think it's really smart that they're acknowledging that this is new territory. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're not just like, oh, it was in, it was within me all along. I just need to let it out, the compliments. Like, no, it's actually, it's a skill. It's hard. Yeah. So I, I hope that even just knowing that this is something that people become better at will help you on your journey because, like, it's not, it's not fucking easy. It's actually not. It's really not. It's not like a... It's not like a reflex most people have. It's not an instinct for a lot of people to be very complimentary, right. I think. I, I don't know. It might be like regional. Like we live in a city where people kind of. People you know, are nice here. People, I feel are, like. people are nice, but it's also like we don't stop and have a conversation. No. And we don't. When we're walking down the street, we do not make eye contact. No, no, we no, no. do not say hi. Yeah. But yeah, like it, it's it is within you to be a kind person who acknowledges your friend's positive qualities. You don't have to change everything about you. I think that setting it up and being like, I'm about to compliment you right now, and I would like you to take it well. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You know? I knew it, this. Please tell me if I, please tell me that, not if, tell me that I did a good job, <laughs> right. and then we'll move on. Like, I, I think that being honest in that way would be very endearing to your close friends who don't know you in this respect. Every time Trin does it, I'm charmed over here. <laughs> hey. Her like couple examples of trying this out, I'm like, oh, so cute. <laughs> so like, I think this is a really good idea. Ultimately, like, I, I know I kind of touched on this earlier, but it is so cool that you were like, that is something I want to do. I love the idea of giving a little bit of joy to my friends. That sounds cool. And, and it being a new thing for you, because maybe you have a certain persona, maybe you're a goth kid, you know, widening who you are, like expanding that box of personality traits that you have is an amazing thing to do. And, and something that's a really big part of adulthood is choosing what you want to be and how you want to react to your friends. I love that. I think that's great. Is there anything else we should talk about? Let's go. I'm itchy and sweaty. I'm sweaty, too. And we have to th remember to thank Tom because he demanded to be thanked in the... That's true. Don't forget. So this is what happened. We were trying to set up recording today, and we couldn't find uh, an adapter cable for our computers. So we asked Tom in the office if he had one. He failed to procure one, but he wanted us to thank uh, him on the episode anyway. He wanted to th be thanked for trying. Well, guess what, Tom? We can't do that. <laughs> you either fail or you succeed on friendshiping. Hey, Tom, guess what? Fuck you. Fuck you. I can't even pretend to, to be like, <laughs> fuck you, Tom. He's he's a joy of a person. He, he is the best person. And uh, he tried really hard to find us a cable, but he did it. So he gets no thank yous from me. He doesn't get any thank yous, but we do acknowledge what a fine gentleman you have grown up to be. <laughs> As your your father and mother. I hired Tom when he was a little baby intern. He still feels like a little baby to me, but isn't he like 24? That's pretty young. That is pretty young. But that's a full-ass adult. How old do you think a full-ass adult is? 73, 74. Yeah. I don't know. I don't feel like an adult. But I'm only 19. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Wait, I thought you were 17 now. No, 19. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, no, I... I this, I'm only 17. 
this is for real. <laughs> Let's talk about adulthood real quick. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> so I like that both of these askers seem to be deciding what their life is going to look like now. Like, the first asker is like, maybe I want to fucking do this. And, like, I, I get to choose. And I'm going to do the research. And I get to decide what I do, and illegal or not. And then the second person is like, I've decided I'd like to start complimenting people. I'd like to, to break outside of my persona. Like we kind of mentioned earlier, like adulthood is something you choose and you get to choose what you will be like going into the future. And I think that's really great that, that everybody on uh, the episode today is like, hey, this is what I'm doing now. That's the theme. This is what I'm doing now? Yeah, this is what I'm doing now. Let's go home. Okay. All right. Thanks, Tom. Fuck you. Uh, thank you to Alex Cox, the uh, pod father. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher, our designer. Thank you to Molly Lewis, our theme song singer. Thank you to Ian Parman, our editor. And thank you so much for listening to this mess of an episode. We'll be back to normal next week, maybe. Uh, no. You're welcome for talking. New friendship at the problem. Thank you to Molly Lewis, our theme song. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. <laughs>